0: Hello, James. Hello. Hi. How are you?
1: Is this working okay? Can you hear me? All yeah,
0: right? I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right.
1: Yeah, perfect. Perfect. This is all new to me. I did, I had no idea you could find people on Instagram.
0: Oh, that's all right. You just got to go to um the top bit where you message. Right.
1: Okay. No. I, listen. I'm listening to the expert, mate. I'm trusting you. <laughs> um. So uh, it's all over to you now, mate. Oh, thank it's all yours. you.
0: Oh, at least you um learned that today. I can say I taught well, a manager something now.
1: <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while yeah. trying to get hold of each other,
0: isn't but yeah, we're there now. Oh, we're there now. Anyway, um, how are you, firstly? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, all, I'm. all good. I'm all good, James. Um, it's uh, it's a Monday night. I've had a look at fixtures. There's no no games to go and watch.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, so I'm twiddling my thumbs t- t- tonight, but it's um. No, it's nice. It's nice to have a night in every now and then. Um. And uh, yeah, it's just needed, mate. Um, but it's, yeah, oh, no pop That all good, all good. Busy with, uh, busy with football, busy with work, and busy trying to be a family man as well. So um, I said the only thing I miss out <laughs> on is sleep, but that's fine. You can sleep later on. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping, <and> you're dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got all the time for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, let's talk about the start of your career. So, how did you actually um, get into football originally?
1: What as a pl- What playing?
0: Yeah, playing. Oh, well,
1: my dad, I, I, to be honest, um, I, 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 the, my dad was he was a footballer as well, but not not a, he was a pro, but he never made um, he wasn't a first team one. He was more of a reserve player, and then he went non league um, and and earned more money. Well, he had me at a young age. He had me when he was, uh, I think he was twenty when he had me. So, uh, back back in them days, you could earn more money at non league than you could pro. So, um, so he was always a mad keen footballer. Uh, then uh, I came along then my, my younger brother Mark came along there's like 15 16 months between us um, and to be fair like Mark was straight into football as soon as he could walk I weren't really I um, maybe a bit of like I don't know like my dad telling me what to do and me going no even at a young age um, but I never I never got into football until I was about 9 or 10 to be honest James it wasn't really? um, wow. yeah I, I, I said that I mean I don't watch QPR um, with, with me dad and that but I don't know, really, just a bit of rebellious side in me. Um, I used to watch football secretly, about me, me dad watching. But uh, yeah, when I got the nine or ten, I suppose it was too much, and I got involved in the team, and then never looked back, mate. And then I loved it ever since, and uh, it's been a huge part of my life.
0: So, did you regularly go and watch your dad play football at a young age?
1: Yeah, we go. Me and my brother would go and watch me dad. Um, he got he got sent off quite a bit. I know that, um, and. Uh, he, he was a good player. He was a good player. My dad. Um, he just suffered with a lot of injuries. Um, and but yeah, we'd go and watch him um, more more for like, like local non-league sides. Um, but yeah, we we loved it as kids. We used to you know, go and watch him every weekend because we had also. We had. I've got two. Well, younger. I've got there's there's me. I'm the oldest, and my brother Mark. Then I've got a sister Lucy. I think she's six years younger. And then I've got the youngest brother Jack, um, eight years. So there's a bit of a gap between me and Mark and the next two down. So they sort of would be with me mum and my dad would take me and Mark sort of everywhere where rooms going. So whether that be work or football, um, I suppose that's why me and my brother become best mates as well because we spent a lot of time with each other. But yeah, I used to go and watch My dad. used to love it really because there was a lot of characters back in them days. Um, Yeah, good times. It was
0: good times. Well, I'm guessing Mark always used to um, kind of beg you to play football with him at a young age. So, did you kind of help build him into the footballer he is today?
1: <laughs> no, no chance, no <laughs> chance. Um, it was it, it was just a strength thing, wasn't it? Because I was older, I'd be able to push him off the ball a little bit more. <laughs> so, I think between the two of us, made each other uh, stronger, uh, definitely mentally stronger. But uh, it was but football was different in them days. It was more like it would be more about your tackling side of your game, and 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 than it would be your skills. Uh, when we was kids you had to win the battle first um rather than like now like I look at my boys playing football and it's it's it technically it's such a different game, such a different world to what we grew up in. Uh and don't get me wrong, the generation before us would have probably been even more. But yeah. um yeah, I mean uh if you're a technical player now, now's a great time now's a great time for you. But in, in probably twenty years ago it might have not have been such a good time. But no, did did I play a part in, in Mark well Probably, because we was always out playing football uh, when we were kids, forever. Um, so, yeah, that would have had an effect. Um, but, and in fairness to, to me, brother, because we were so close in age, um, he used to always play in my team. So, I'd be the year up. So, rather than have separate teams, Mark would always be in my team. And he wasn't he the biggest. So, he used to come and, and play play with, play with in my team. And, and, to be honest, he was the best player then. So, um, yeah, it, it was great. It was great playing football with my brother. But I, I used to get in a lot of trouble because of it. Cause, Mark was quite, he was quite lippy even then, um, and of course the big brother trying to defend his little brother, I mean, we still, I still have that same problem now, playing five or <laughs> sides with him, um, it's still the same thing now, you try and defend his honour, even though he's bigger <laughs> and stuff, but you still do that now, but it was even worse as a kid, but yeah, loved it, loved playing with Mark, um, and we, we've done it ever since we were kids.
0: And then, obviously, at a young age as well, you got scouted for Beaconsfield. And what was that like, getting scouted for a professional football team?
1: Oh, Beaconsfield ain't professional. They weren't professional. Um, to be honest, when, when I was growing up, I, got, I, play, I, got, I was playing Sunday football, uh, and because we, we had a good Sunday team, um, I got asked to go to Watford. Jeez. Like, on trial. Um, I went, and like, it went really well. Um, and they was going to, like, whatever... It was, it was my schoolboy form was back in them day, School of Excellence it was called. It's not like the, what they have now. Um, and they, they offered me, uh, for me a School of Excellence um, and QPR was there watching. And oh. obviously being a mad, mad QPR fan, um, they asked me to go to QPR and I jumped at it really. Um, and then following, the following year, they, they watched my brother and he come as well there. So technically I, I was at QPR before my brother uh, because yeah. he wasn't old enough and... But yeah, it, I was at QTBR till I was about 15, I suppose. It was 15 last year at school. Um, and the typical old story, I'm no different to a load of other players. I had I, I, a thing called Osgood Slatters as a kid. It was like a, a, knee, like a knee sort of growth thing. Um, and I could never, I never really recovered with it. Uh, but then, listen, I, apart from all that, I didn't probably have enough ability anyway on top of the injuries, but... I needed, I needed all them, uh, I needed my body to be 100% right to stand any chance. I didn't. Um, so I, I I come out of it, I suppose, 15, 16 when I played for a local team in Hemel. Um, and then eventually, yeah, went to Beckenfield and then sort of worked my way back up the ladder that way. But I mean, I, I played men's football since I was 15. So it's um, it was a great learning curve. And to be honest, when I, when I played at local football in Hemel with some right characters, that was as much as a, a good time I had in football as any time later on. But yeah, um, uh, there's always a story with it. Uh, I've got an injury one, but I'm not using that an excuse anyway, <laughs> that it, 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 it hindered me, but it wasn't the reason I never become pro.
0: That's for, that's for sure. Did you have an idol growing up as a footballer? Like someone yeah. who you'd base your skills off?
1: Yeah. No, I don't know about basing skills, but my, my absolute hero was, uh, Terry Fennick, who, uh, mm. played for QPR. Um, he played for England. Um, uh, I get a little bit frustrated, really, because he's when Maradona scored scored the handball ball and then he scored that goal where he dribbled round everyone. People have a go at Terry Fenwick, and I, I took it to heart when I was a kid because I'd have been about, I'd probably have been about ten in that World Cup, nineteen eighty six, um, and everyone was having a go at Terry Fenwick for not bringing down Maradona when he scored. Um, but what they don't realise is Terry Fenwick actually was on a yellow card. Right, yeah,
0: there
1: was about nine other players that <laughs> Maradona went round that could have took him down and took a yellow, but Terry Fennick was on a yellow card. If he'd have taken him down, he's off, so I'm not having that. I still to this day defend Terry Fennick's honour, um, but yeah, he um, Terry Fennick meant the world to me, and then a little bit later when he left, I suppose Paul Parker,
0: um, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Who, who played for England as well, um, they was my two heroes, um, but my brother had two different heroes as well, so it, it, my brother's heroes was um. It, well his big hero was John Byrne another uh, oh. player that played the QPR. he was more of a flair player he had Simon Stainrod and John Byrne but John Byrne was his one and uh, it was funny we, we, we grew up we had two goldfish when we was growing up and they it was only like, shitty fairground goldfishes, but they they seemed to last for about eight years these goldfish It's incredible they died, they died they died about three times come back to life but they was they just lived forever these things but I had one and my one was called Terry Fennick, and his one was called John Byrne and that was our goldfish. We even called our goldfish Terry Finnick and John Byrne. But in the end, Terry Fennick ate John Byrne, so I was well happy with that. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, we, we've always been mad QPR fans, and uh, it, it's been a big part of our life, QPR.
0: Well, before Mark got into the academy and you were in QPR, did he ever get a bit jealous of you? And you were kind no, of like a bit.
1: No, 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 no. I, don't, <laughs> I, I can honestly say. Um, as two brothers, two footballing brothers. And listen, Mark was always better than me anyway, really. But I can honestly say there's never been an, an ounce of jealousy um, between the two of us. And I've got to be honest, um, especially for my part, and when it comes to Mark, I've got no right to be, because he, he, he worked so hard at it, um, and he was so dedicated. Um, I, I could never have been as dedicated as him either. You know, he like, at a young age, going out, up to no good or a bit of mischief. He never, to be fair, he he stayed in, dedicated himself to it um, a lot more than I did. So, he was more talented anyway, but he he really deserved it, Mark. So, I could never have any jealousy towards him. And, you know, there there was never any back the other way, you know. Um, know, I think later on, when we got to about 40, I was finally a better player than him. uh, Because he was absolutely, (laughs) his body was wrecked. So, I think I waited till 40 and I was a better player. So, and he was never
0: jealous then, so it works both ways. It works yeah. both ways. Oh, just 1v1 him in the football game. Yeah. Oh, but I'm also at 21. You also made your debut for Beaconsfield. What was that like, making your football debut for a team? Uh, Beaconsfield, it, that was all right. It was
1: um, it was only an on league team, so it, it didn't really... Um, it, it didn't... You know, it wasn't like... Um, well, it wasn't like playing for Manion United or anything <laughs> like that. It was just... Uh, yeah, it was, it was just... Another step on the, the stepping stone to men's football. I, I actually yeah. had a good couple of years there at Bakersfield. I enjoyed it, um, and actually, I, I went from there and played probably the highest level. The highest level I played in my like I, I don't like calling it a career because it was never a career. Um, but in my footballing life, yeah, I went from there and played for Fisher. Uh, yeah. and, uh, that was the Dr. Martin's Premier. That was probably that was the one time I probably thought, "Oh, I've pushed myself too far here. Um, <laughs> this is I'm way out of my depth." Uh, Ability-wise, but I had such good work ethic, and uh, and more so than anything at, at that level, I was available. Um, you know, there was a lot of travelling in that league, and like a good three hours on a midweek, and because I was a young lad, I was twenty, twenty-three, twenty-four, something like that. I I get a lot of opportunities because I was available. Um, whereas some maybe the senior players that were on a big money, they didn't fancy Isle of Wight away on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night. um Whereas I did. So, um, yeah, I had a great couple of years there as well. But yeah, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. I only really suffered a a major injury um, when I was about 36, 37. And that that really, apart from that, I was quite lucky with
0: injuries. Well, in a way, would you kind of describe non-league football as maybe better than normal football? Because you get to meet the local fans.
1: (laughs) No. No, no, no <laughs> chance, no chance. Um, if anyone says they dream as a kid to be a non-league footballer, they're lying. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it's great. Non-league football is, you know, it's been my life. Uh, I've met, you know, so many friends because of it. Um, it's kept me out of a lot of trouble as well because, you know, you, you're going out on weekends and you, you're sort of staying in on a Friday night. You're not going out as much. Um, and you look after yourself, you know. You, don't, you know, all these things you could do you don't because at the end of the day, you don't abuse yourself and then turn up on a Saturday and be poor. You know, no one wants that. So you sort of, its it's been my life, non-league football. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't put it in front of being a pro or anything like that because that's what you dream of. Um, but if you're not going to be a pro, play non-league football. Don't give up football. There's so many kids now. It upsets me a little bit when you see lads in academies and they've got these, these parents are to blame as well with it all. But you have these high aspirations. They're going to do this, that and the other, really, I think they forget what they did it for in the first place, they did it because they love football, um, and if they don't make it as a pro, come out and play non-league football, enjoy it, you know, it's still play- you can always come out and play non-league football and be lucky and get back into it, um, but yeah, don't give up football, that, that's that's the biggest thing going, always play.
0: Yeah, because also you're kind of known as a non-league veteran. I'm, yeah, that's because of my age. <laughs> What would you say you have any particular favourite memory of non league football?
1: Uh do you know what? Probably the more memories I uh, I've had some great memories on the pitch and that and uh, FA Cup runs and stuff like that. But the more memories I have of non league football is probably is probably the the, the um the the outside of the football stuff is it's probably the camaraderie, the nights out, um the laughs really. That's that's more so um you know you win leagues and stuff like that but you 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 play some great teams with some great characters and that's really why I, I take from it more more so than actually the football it's the it's the friendships you make and and the nights out and, and the fun and the laughter that's 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 the real thing with non-league football but um yeah i had some great times but um yeah it's just been great i, I never wanted to i never wanted to stop playing um that was the whole reason I got into management in the first place. I thought, well, if I'm the manager, at least I'll play for another couple of years when I want, because I'll be picking a team. But um, it never panned out that way. The team got too good, and I ended up not having to pick myself. So, uh, um, But yeah, no, it, it's, it's, a great, it's a great choice to have non-league football. And no matter what level of non-league it is, uh, playing football is the most important.
0: And obviously, um, even though it was non-league football, you would still have fans regularly attend the stadiums. And what's that like, playing in front of fans? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would you class as fans? Do you class 20 people as fans? Or do you class 200 or 300? Um, I don't know, really. Um, I suppose if you're having a good game, it doesn't really matter. But uh, I know you always hear stuff, you do always hear stuff, but I... I used to get it regularly because I got a bald head. Um, I used to regularly get it, um, at the, like the Adams family thing too. Like, like um, a monster, or whatever his name was, uh, Uncle Festus. Yeah, Uncle Festus. Yeah, Uncle Festus. So I, I used to get that all the time, and it, every like because I played fullback, I take the I take throw-ins and I'd be close to them, and you get it all the time. Like, and it was like it made me laugh because it was like everyone felt thought it was like the first time they, they'd ever heard it, they they'd ever thought of it, but. <laughs> It got it got worrying when it was my own supporters that were singing it all the time. Then it got <laughs> oh here we go, but um, no, it's um yeah playing in front of fans. I, I don't really because i I've, I've never really could say I've played in front of like thousands and things like that. A couple of hundred, three hundred, four hundred maybe at, at most. Um, every now and then you get one of them games where you go to a big club and like they've got a couple of thousand, but it's such a big stadium that it doesn't feel like it anyway. But um, yeah. I don't I, I don't know. I don't think it doesn't I don't think it does matter. I think once you're playing football you forget all that. Um, whether there's twenty people there or two two hundred people there. I think you just forget it all. You're just playing football. So that's my experience anyway. I've never I've never noticed it.
0: Have you ever had um anyone had a picture with you or signed any autographs in your time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 not really well, um you do, the only time you do it is when you get like a shirt come in to change room you have to sign it um but yeah no no um I, 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 no not really I sort of get embarrassed I'd rather take the photo of someone um <laughs> than uh, than sign it I, then I like what would i sign it as so you know, it's a non-league footballer. There's no <laughs> autograph to be had there so i I politely decline um wow. unless someone insisted on it, but I don't know what they'd want it for but uh, no i decline decline really
0: I, I've, I've never had that problem James There's, it's not been a major problem of mine signing
1: autographs I've got to be honest oh too fair. at least you have your own, own chant kind of I, I did but I'm trying to lose it so I hope <laughs> <laughs> don't come
0: back <laughs> oh I'll come back um, at Hemel all the people who watch They're this hope not. yeah but um, what point of the career did you um, well any point of the career did you ever want to be a, a manager like maybe when you were oh. doing captaincy, <laughs> well, never in
1: really, them. Um, I never, I never thought, never thought about it. I, I, always, I was so channel minded on just playing football for as long as I can. Um, that's all I wanted to do. I, I, I never looked at managers. But obviously, I, I must have always been, you know, in that sort of category because I was always a captain or whatever club I was at. I was always the captain at some stage or other. Um, so I suppose that that sort of management, that's leadership skills, I suppose, but it wasn't,
0: um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't
1: something I thought to myself, oh, I want to be a manager one day. Uh, I always wanted to play and I, I just thought, well, I'm going to play as long as I can. Um, I said, so I broke my, broke my tip and fib when I was 36. Mm. Um, and that took me, that took me two years to get back from, to be honest. Um, yeah. so I was 38 when I come back trying to play. I could never do two times a week, so I went and played for a local team. Um, up the road, which was sort of Saturday only football, because my leg could sort of recover then. I doing Saturday only football, and I played for them. And of course, being the oldest player, you know what happens. the Manager goes, and they say, her, <laughs> "Look, do you want to do you want to you want to take over?" Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I, honestly, the only reason I said yes was because I thought, well, I, I can then I can then pick myself for another two years, three years, whatever. As long as, long as I'm manager, I know I'm going to play. Mm. Um, and that's how I got into it, really. And it, it's just it's just gone from there. I've, I've it wasn't something like I set out a big master plan of being a manager. It just it's just something that's happened. Um and now I absolutely love it and I love being a manager. Um and I'm probably actually a better manager than I ever was a player, to be honest. Mm. But I mean yeah. other people might say a lot different <laughs> of that now, but it's uh, they might say I was shit at both, so it don't really, <laughs> it don't really matter. But it's um no. No, I I love being I love being involved in football anyway, it's my passion. So um it's my hobby as well as anything else. So yeah, it's uh, if that's now as a manager, brilliant. You know, happy with
0: that. So after um, the injury, how did this really affect your playing career as well? Obviously, you made um, a couple appearances after the injury, but not that many.
1: Um, I made I made a couple for the team I was at previously. Really, they were sort of sentimental ones. They 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 give me just because it was such a bad injury. Um, I was I did it at Albion United and. Um, when I, I I didn't really recover, but then they they sort of give me a little couple of sentimental ones appearances really, and then I went to play just a team as I said a local team, Bovenden. Yeah. Literally, I mean it was like a twenty minute walk, ten minute walk from the house uh, mm-hmm. to go there. Um, and you know whatever level that is, I think it was step seven, I think the level was. But it's um, but I went up there and just I loved it. It was still playing football. Yeah, I, I was in a lot of pain because my leg I hadn't really healed properly. Uh, And also, Mother Nature had set in by then. You're 38, 39. Um, You shouldn't really be doing it anyway. But it was good. It was good for me because uh, the doctors and all the experts said you'd never play football again with the injury because of of Mm -hmm. how bad a break it was and stuff. And it was nice. Look, I've never played football at a decent level again or anything like that. But it was nice to me just by getting back out on the pitch and playing again uh, meant the world. Um, And... uh, you know it, it was something that I was just so focused on doing to be honest I must have been a nightmare to live with because it was so just single-mindedness on just wanting to play football again that I managed to get back and play but uh, that's probably the best achievement I've ever had in football to be honest was mm. when when I had the, the tib and fib break and, and getting back after all that long time at the age I was yeah, um, yeah that was probably my me, me, me proudest moment um, just, just to prove I don't know the doctor's wrong that said yeah. I'd never play again Um but it's amazing what you can do if you put your mind to it.
0: And how much did it mean to you getting back to the pitch and playing again?
1: Yeah, it did. It didn't mean so much when wingers kept running past me, though, because I could move. <laughs> but, um, but it did. did uh, I was used to that anyway. <laughs> yeah. I had about 20 years of that. But, no, it did. It did. Um, I think, emotional, I suppose, the first time I, I come back and played and got through a game, that was like, uh, I went home and got like really emotional. A bit emotional about it that way because I've you know just it was just nice to finally done it. Um
0: yeah.
1: We had a we had a pre season game uh against the, the club I broke my leg at, uh Alisbury United, so and blade Aylesbury. I scored the winning penalty, which was oh, nice. nice. That was nice. You know, that was a nice moment. Um and things like that. So yeah, it, it, it was nice to come back and it was nice to you know, I've I'm not actually finally retired yet, but I've sort of yeah. there's no way I'm getting a game now, but it was nice to <laughs> sort of end it, uh, if you like, playing on, on my terms rather than an injury, sort of prevent you from ever doing it again. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy enough with that. I went long enough without an injury, so I saved it up for a big one at the end.
0: Yeah. Um. Did you ever, like, after the injury, think about retiring? Maybe just, like, maybe going into managing at one point?
1: What, retiring from non-league? Yeah. Um, I to be honest, James, the level I was playing at is pretty much if you if you don't turn up one week that's retiring. It's not um it's not like it's a big it's a major loss when you you know, you, you think of not playing. But I I, I never no I, I just thought no, I'll play for as long as possible. It's only that as I said, that they offered me the job to do it. Um like anything, I've always been that way. If I'm gonna do something, I wanna do it well and as best as you can. Um and then I think we finished second that year. And then we won the league the following year. And the club had never done it before. Um, so it was a big thing for the club. I think they'd been 70, 80 years in the level they was at. And they'd never they come runners-up, I think, 20, 30 years ago once. And they'd never won it. So for the club to, to win the league, it was good. Um, and it, for me to be the manager that won, won the league was, was, a, was a lovely moment. But I knew once you'd done that, that was um, you couldn't get any better than that. So I knew I had to move on <laughs> after that, really, because it's only downhill after that. Um, at that club, so yeah, no, that, it, it was nice. It was nice to get under winning winning streak with that. But the problem is, once you move up to a high level, you're not going to play anymore. So um, I had to I had to decide whether I was going to play any football at all or not. So uh, I'm glad I took the decision I did because yeah. it was the right right. But I do miss it. I do miss playing.
0: And before managing, like you got the offer to manage the team, did you like maybe do any preparations like? Maybe have a game of FIFA Career Mode, doing the manager mode, or <laughs> Football Manager.
1: Uh, I, I, like all all people my age, they grew up with a Championship Manager, and a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of school detentions off the back of it, I suppose, um, as well, because um, you know no, no one did much homework. But <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, you know everyone. I think everyone thinks they're a manager that they deep down. I think yeah. everyone picks a better team than Gareth Southgate. Everyone. Every, that's the beauty of football. Everyone's got an opinion, and nobody's right or wrong. It's an opinion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a football. It's funny. Like my, my boy now is ten. Yeah. It's... Like because of FIFA and <laughs> uh, Football Manager and that, he knows players from all over the world that are you've heard of. Like yeah, when he and look, he yeah. got he got the Panini sticker book for the Euros. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And he, as he's peeling them, he's going, "This is so and so uh, player." I yeah, I don't know, like, no, any, like, I don't know any of them, and yeah. it's reading them all off. So uh, you know, it's good for their education, like football wise. Um, yeah. I don't think it's good for their maths and English, but it's good for their football education definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know, I know a lot of, I know a lot of clubs use use them uh, football manager stuff, and they use their database because their database is seconds, none. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, football, manager, football managing in real life is a little bit more difficult than football manager on a computer. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, well, maybe go on FIFA later. Look at some players. Ask your son about it, maybe, and sign some players I'm, for him. All. I'm
1: 40, I'm forty-four years of age, James. You honestly think I'm going on FIFA?
0: You can do it at any age, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not well. I won't be, mate. That's for sure. I'm yeah. too old for
0: that now. Oh, come a FIFA pro, yeah. Yeah, no, There's
1: there's Netflix. There's some boring old documentary on there I can be watching, mate. So uh, yeah. Or there's a game of football somewhere on the telly. Uh, I could be watching, so yeah, I'll, I won't be going on FIFA anytime soon.
0: <laughs> and then, um, obviously that silver silverware, at Beckham's field. What's that like? Um, winning silverware for a club, but not really doing playing, yeah. but more managing. Y-
1: yeah, it's, that's the whole point of playing football. It's to win, to win silverware. That's what you want to do. It. That's what you do. It. That's what you do. It for you. Uh, yeah, it's the it's, it's very important. It's probably the most important. And that's what you look back on. You look back on the things you've won or the trophies you've won. Um, yeah, lovely times great times it's um and very I think when the problem is when you're young and you win something when you're young you think it's going to happen every year um, yeah. Yeah. and that's why now I try and remind youngsters if they have a good run in FA Cup and things like that you sell them look this ain't going to last forever this ain't going to happen every year enjoy it make the most of it suck it in Um, because uh, as I said when, when we I think we had a good FA Cup I had a good FA Cup run when I was 24 25 and just thought You'd get it again every year. We got to the fourth qualifying round. Uh, I think we were supposed to play Bristol Rovers in the first round proper. Uh, We didn't get there. We got beat by Forest Green um, in the fourth round qualifying. So ours thought, oh, well, we'll do it next year. Never got close again after that. Um, So, it's um, yeah, you just of make the most of your opportunities when they come.
0: And obviously, um, after silverware, did you think you were going to maybe manage your team better than that? aim a bit higher
1: I don't I think that's dangerous I think I think it's dangerous to keep looking too far in the future um and I think if you do that you end up forgetting what you're doing in the first place so just 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 do as well as you can at the job you're at don't try and be something you're not be yourself be honest with it um and if that's good enough that's good enough if it's not then at least it is that's what that's you you know that that's who you are don't don't try, and be, don't try and be someone else. Don't try and copy yeah. anyone else. Um, just be yourself. Um, and if that's got you so far, that must mean you're doing something right. So don't change it. That's the only advice I'd give. Yes. Whether that's right advice or not, I don't know. But that's, that's just the way I, I go through things. I don't, I don't ever look too far in the future with stuff because I've been in football long enough to know that's, that's dangerous. You can't do that. Um, and take every, every, take every day as it comes, every week as it comes, every month as it comes in football. Yeah. Um, that's all you can do. That's what you can
0: do, mate. And then after a couple of months, well, a couple of years at the team managing, you got rewarded with um a job at Hemis Hemel Hempstead. What was that like yeah. getting a job at them?
1: Ah, uh, brilliant! Because it's my hometown, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Hemel, I, 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 I think we moved here when I was like eleven or twelve. Yeah. Um, and then it's always been my hometown club, and I, I've you know I've always loved the club, but now I'm managing, i I know the club a bit more. And I, it'll always be a, a big part of my heart, you know, Hemel. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, it just it, it's like anything, I suppose. If, if you if you're a supporter of a club, and a, a kid comes through the youth team and gets in your first team, <coughs> it just means a bit more to you as a supporter, knowing that he's one of your own, come through. Um, and for me, my, my club, if you like, if it's not, what well, he said, if it's not QPR, Hemel's the next club for me, mm-hmm. you know. So managing your club. Just means that a little bit more, does it put more pressure on you, yeah, because you put more pressure on yourself to get it right because you want it that little bit a little bit more um and you want you want to get it right at, at your club uh, and and yeah, it probably does put a little bit more pressure on you, but as I said earlier you, you do as best as you can and you, you you work hard and that's all you can do
0: yeah, because um obviously you said it was your boyhood time, and does that put more pressure on you to succeed at hetmi?
1: I think so. I think so because because you want to succeed that badly, and you know I, I'm not one. I've come to Hemel, and I'm looking right. I'm going to stay here two years, then we we'll go elsewhere. Go here. I I, I generally, and I'm it's, it's not it's not like it for me. I, I've come to Hemel. I just want to do well for Hemel, um, and I'll stay here as long as I'm wanted in that way. Um, but yeah, for me to, to get the Hemel job, I, I never as a got into management thought I'd get this far anyway to to manage Hemelson. Now, now I'm there, I just, uh, I, I love it. I take every moment as it comes. and um, just want to do as well as I can for
0: the club. And do you believe you can take them, Hemel to the National League and maybe even to League Two?
1: Well, you've got to believe it. There's no point doing it. Um, there's all sorts of obstacles that get in your way. And there's, listen, there's, there's 18 other clubs in, the, in that league that, that want the same thing as well. So <clears throat> you've got to be lucky. You've got to have the right set of players at the right time and get a good run going. Um, and that, that's all you can do. You, you, and you try and set yourself up the best. But yeah, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think that there was a chance of, of getting Hemel that far. But you just, you just need that luck. you know. The, the chairman I've got there, <coughs> Hemel, I'm very lucky because he, he's, he's like myself. He's a Hemel man. Um, he, he moved over a long time ago. And I've, I've known D- Dave Boggins' name. I've known him a long time. Uh, yeah. this is his 25th year at the football club um, huh. so he's been trying a long time to get into it so if I can be the one that gets him a big success I'd love that even more because yeah. he deserves it you know more than anyone more than most people I know that he's been there so long he deserves he deserves the success um, and uh, you know non-league clubs are full of full of people like that that have been there at a club a long time so it's it's the dream it's what we all do it for but there's only one or two that can that can do it so you're hoping you're one of them one or two
0: yeah, because um, obviously during your time at Hair Mill as well, you also had the COVID pandemic, and can you explain to me how that affected the team?
1: Uh, uh well, having COVID or, or the organizing a bit all both. Well, having COVID tonight, everyone has had COVID. It's 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 not it's not great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, last year was awkward. It it was just it was just messy for all sorts of reasons. You you could never get any rhythm going. Um. We 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 just had we had our own problems at Hemel. Um, with we didn't have a great budget or anything like that to sort of get get the best players in, but we did as best we can. And in the end, we done all right with it. But it was it was a bit of a <laughs> it was a bit of an awkward year for every football club um, and trying to manage the COVID situation. Uh, we ended up getting it quite late on. To be honest, we 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 had a couple of um, here and there lads that getting it but it wasn't until our last game when we played St Albans. Uh, actually, that was our last game of, the, of that season. Um, we come away from St Albans and I think six or seven of us then got COVID within the camp. Um, and that, yeah, that knocked the that stuffing out of you yeah. quite a bit. But uh, it's, it's going to happen again this year. We just hope just hope people maybe get the jabs or, or whatever, or just yeah. try and do what they can to try and stop it. But it's, it's going to happen. We just don't want another season disrupted because you can't have three seasons like yeah. it so we just got to make sure one way or the other that we get through these seasons this season especially
0: and did you find it quite hard like kind of encouraging the players to get back to a normal routine training playing matches again we was blessed
1: we we, we and we said that we were so so fortunate that being the level we was at we was allowed to carry on playing football mm. um throughout it and it was uh yeah, you you did feel really blessed because especially like I've got like my kids, they all play football, and it broke me heart like me leaving the house to go to football. and They're desperate to go, but they can't go nowhere. You know, yeah. they've got no football to play or anything like that. So yeah, it it, it did feel incredibly a privileged to be able to go out and do football as normal. And uh, we didn't abuse it. We tried to do well. We did it at Hemel Football Club. I know we went above and beyond trying to stick to the guidelines. Um, so, yeah, again, last year, we, we, did, we did feel really blessed to be able to play football. And mentally, I think it helped a lot of us out.
0: Yeah, because I'm also in, well, COVID times, fans aren't allowed back at stadiums. I think they've no. come back for a couple games in some leagues. But how has that affected the team? Even a couple of hundred fans must surely affect the team somehow.
1: Yeah, of course it does. It affect, it's, it's non-league football. It's it's even more so about the fans than it is in the pro game. You know, it's um, I, it's, it's why we do it all for the, the community aspect of it all. Without without the fans, there's no point having football clubs like Hemel, or Auburns, or or any of them in the Conference South. You know,
0: yeah.
1: it, 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 it's absolutely zero point. It's all about the fans. So you've got to get them back. You've got to get them back in, and got to get them back enjoying it. But they've also got to be safe. Uh, but. Hopefully, I think that's now, everyone's turned the corner with that now and uh, yeah. people will be going back to football. So, it's all good signs.
0: So, are you quite looking forward to the day fans come back in?
1: Oh, yeah, massively. Definitely, because I, I was a I was a Hemel fan as well. Whenever I worked yeah. LAN or QPR I did have a game, I'd go and watch Hemel. So, I was one of them. Now, I'm managing their football club and just trying to do the best I can for them. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's great to have them back because that was the whole point. I you, you, you want you want to manage a football club with the supporters. You, you'd stand next to you know. So, yeah, getting them back means means everything.
0: In a way, do you kind of think um the players might act differently to the fans in the stadium? Because obviously they've played quite a while without fans. Do you think maybe they could so. get starstruck? I hope so, cause maybe we, we lost most of our
1: games at home last year, so yeah, I definitely
0: hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um I found quite a few teams had quite poor home as well. Home thingies this season, but yeah, hopefully it, it will improve. It
1: should do because I think that's one thing the Premier League learned: um, how much, how much being at home actually matters when you've got the fans. Because I don't think last year, with with no fans in the ground, it, it didn't matter whether teams were home or away. Um, yeah. The results yeah. was all over the place, but um, I think that's a big lesson. You know, like Liverpool, Liverpool's won especially. Yeah. Uh, you looked with would they have done as badly with no fans last year? Absolutely no chance. Um, so yeah. yeah, I
0: think
1: it, I think it's highlighted to everyone how important fans are. Hopefully, it's highlighted to football clubs as well. I mean, look, non-league's different; they always know it. But professional ones, you hope that they now realise they can't take fans for granted, um, and they are a massive, massive part of football. If not financially at the top yeah. level, it's definitely as a um, as, 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 a, as a like a picture aspect to it definitely um, it doesn't look right about supporters so they need them back at the top level so hopefully they learn by that
0: yeah and um, also the new season's coming in a couple of weeks and how much looking no sorry how much are you looking forward to that The new season kicking off
1: oh massively massively Preseason's fine it's all well and yeah. good but it's, it's, it's fake football it's not yeah. real um, yeah you get the season started. It's um, Yeah, that's when uh, you just hope you can... All you can hope and all we hope for is we, we get the injuries at a minimum uh, and you don't lose the key players because ultimately yeah. they're the teams that do well. They're the ones that avoid injuries um, and keep their best players on the pitch most of the time. So that's what you worry about. Um, and like I said before, we just hope that we can actually complete the season as well.
0: Yeah, and also next season do you believe next season could be Hemel's season you could challenge for promotion maybe get promotion
1: well look that's what you do it for like I said um, there, there, there's, there's six or seven really really strong sides in our league and, and financially like really strong but yeah I, I think if they're not in the playoffs there'll be big, big question marks we want to be one of them teams we want, we want to be in the playoffs that's what we've yeah. set our stall out Um. And we'll be one of 15, 16, 17 teams in that league that will have the ambition to be in the playoffs. With the the quality we've got, and if we keep our lads fit, we we should be there or thereabouts. Um, There's no reason why not. But yeah, like I said, there is is six or seven teams that really, with what they've been spending, have to be in there. Um, We we just need to come up the rails, get a little bit unnoticed, and uh, we can have a really good season.
0: So all um all the players looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, of cool, <laughs> course. I mean, uh, we've got a lot of new players in there this year this this pre season. Yeah. Um they've all settled in really well. And they're, they're all good lads, they're a tight group at the minute. Um it's it's gone it's gone it's gone really well pre season. The only downside on our pre season has been the amount of injuries we've had. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> it's one of them things. i I'll, I'll imagine there's lots of football clubs like us that have got plenty of injuries, but we have got a lot of injuries in, in, in certain areas so we just got to try and get them back as quick as
0: we can well Lee I wish you all the best in the future hope no you get problem, promotion James. I hope you get to League yeah. 2 then you'll even get your own <laughs> manager card in FIFA <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't worried about that mate I ain't worried about that too much as long as, as, long as I can get him all successful mate that's all that oh. matters to
0: me James if you do get a League 2 job you're going to have to play one game of FIFA <laughs> with yourself as a manager <laughs>
1: If we get there, James, I'll play a whole season for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'll be reminding you when you get to League (laughs) 2. Brilliant. All right, mate. Anyway, thank you for doing this. It's been great. No problem, any time. And I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.